Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Jason Knight. He'll be competing at UFC 230 on November 3rd versus Jordan Rinaldi in New York City at Madison Square Garden. What's going on, Jason? Not much, man. Uh, over here, my sisters came over here to eat dinner with them and uh, you know, spend a little time with the family. Yeah, trying to get in some quality time before I leave for New York. Good, good. Um, recently, some news came out that there's going to be some MMA trades going down. You know, you heard the, probably heard the news about Ben Askren and Demetrius Johnson. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, man, I, I, I wish they would. Uh, you know, I, I wish Ben Askren would get the, get a shot in the UFC. Um, you know, I, I understand that, you know, some of his fights, they might be boring to to some people. But, I mean, the man has skills. And I believe if he came to the UFC, he would just straight wreck his division. Um, you know, I, I would like to see that. And uh, as far as Mighty Mouse, I haven't heard nothing about that. What Is he trying to go to Bellator or something? No, the trade would be Ben Askren goes to the UFC, Demetrius Johnson goes to one championship. Oh, shit. Okay, sweet. Hell yeah, well, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, that's up to Mighty Mouse, I guess, you know. I, I would hate to see him go. I mean, he's done he's done so much in the, in the UFC, and, uh, you know, I think that, you know, he ha- he's about the only person that has a shot at beating Henry Cejudo. Other than that, you know, that division's just lost. Yeah, they're saying, like, that division might not be around for very, very long because Henry Cejudo might just go up to 135 and fight TJ. Yeah, man, I mean, uh, other than, you know, basically Cejudo and Mighty Mouse, like, that division is shit down there, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't say that. Like, they, they still got good fighters, but... No one can compete with those two guys. You know what I'm saying? No one can is even on their level. I mean, uh, other than uh, other than Henry Cejudo, Tim Elliott was the only tough fight that I've ever seen Demetrius Johnson have. And the only reason Tim Elliott was a tough fight because it was a, a weird stylistic matchup for him. But uh, other than that, Mighty Mouse just went through there wrecking everybody. And the man who beats Mighty Mouse, who's supposed to beat him, you know? Exactly. We don't even know. Um, now, you're at the tail end of your camp. I know you've been out in California. But before we talk about that, I wanted to get back. I want to go back to UFC Liverpool, the controversial split, split decision loss to Makwan Amirkani. You know, the first round was a key round, I believe, because you went in there, you knocked him down twice, and you had a few submission attempts. I want, I'm just wondering, how come they didn't judge that as a 10-8 round? Man, I honestly don't know. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, like, if you go look up some of these judges, look up their names and 
what they do outside of judging the UFC. We looked it up not long ago, and not this fight, but uh, the Gabriel Benitez fight, one of the judges was a damn dentist. You know what I'm saying? If you're a dentist, how are you qualified to judge a mixed martial arts fight? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how I lost the first round. Or, well, I understand I won the first round, but I don't understand how I lost the fight, period. I mean, if you go by the new rules, a takedown doesn't count for shit unless you do something with it. And if you go back and rewatch that fight, yeah, he was on top most of the second round. Yeah, he was on top most of the third round. But every single time he was on top, we were doing what I wanted to do. We were in my, he was in my rubber guard. He couldn't throw a punch because if he threw a punch, I was going to submit him. If he tried to pass, I was going to throw up a submission. So what did he do? He sat inside my rubber guard like a scared little bitch and laid and prayed for fucking two rounds and got a decision. And, you know, by the new rules, you're not supposed to be able to do that. I mean, the guy on bottom, if I have you locked up where you can't punch me, you can't submit me, how am I not in control? So, I mean, some people will try to argue with me the fact that he was on top of me. He was in control because he was on top. But if you go back and you actually watch the fight with an unbiased eye and pay attention, I mean, count count the punches that he lands in the second round once we hit the ground. I, I guarantee you it's less than 10. Count the punches that he lands once we hit the ground in the third round. I guarantee it's less than 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he barely did anything there. And on top of that, you know, anytime you're in a stalemate position like that, like if you're holding someone to where they can't do nothing, you can't really do nothing, it's not my job to work. You know what I'm saying? It's not my job to try and submit him. It's not my job to try and get up, or it's not my job to do anything. It's my job to sit right there be patient, wait for him to, to, to give me a gap, wait for him to make a mistake so that way I can throw up my submission. Well, uh, instead of the referee standing us up after 30 seconds, he lets us stay on the ground for a minute and a half, two minutes while this guy's doing absolutely nothing inside of my guard. But, uh, I mean, really there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I, I want to try to get that fight back. I want to you know try to rematch him. And I believe, you know, if we would have had that same exact fight go down exactly the same way, but if we were in America instead of fucking England, I think that fight would have gave that gave the fight to me all day. I mean, even even being in England, even if we was in England and you had judges who knew what the hell they were looking at, then I think I would have got the fight all day. You know, I mean, of course I wasn't able to do as much damage as I wanted to off the bottom. I wasn't able to, you know, throw up the submissions like I wanted to, but the guy did absolutely no damage to me. Yeah, my eye got cut in the first round, but you can fucking thump my eye and I'm going to get cut. You know, I've got, you know, so much scar tissue that, you know, anything will cut me. But I just don't, I don't understand that decision, man. And I, I I'm, I'm going to ask to fight that little chump every chance I get. And hopefully one day he'll, he'll, he'll man up and take it again. With that type of refereeing going on and that type of judging going on, do you have to go back and think that you have to change your game plan looking forward? Oh yeah, man, for sure. Uh, I, I'm, I'm too comfortable on my back. You know, when I'm on my back, you can't hardly hit me. I, you know, I, I can submit you if you make one little mistake. I'm gonna throw up a submission and the fight's gonna be over. So I'm entirely too comfortable there. And 
you know, I've gotten away with that for a long time and gotten away with the fact that my wrestling's not very good. You know, I've, I've, I've slowly but surely worked on it, but I've, I've never put in the work that I actually needed to with wrestling because my jiu-jitsu is so good. But, uh, you know, now I'm going to just, you know, constantly trying to get that wrestling better. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to go out to Alpha Male is not only to get, you know, better coaching as far as wrestling, but to have better bodies to go with. You know, I mean, you could teach me how to defend a takedown all day long, and if I'm defending a takedown against an amateur, you know, who's not a world-class wrestler, I'm going to stop that takedown 10 times out of 10. But then you you get it where I go from an amateur trying to take me down or, you know, like a, a lower-level professional trying to take me down, and then you take me to a world-class wrestler and you let him try to take me down you know, it's 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 a whole different ball game. I mean, I can I can know how to defend it properly and everything, but if I don't know how to defend it properly against someone who is very skilled, then you know it does me no good. So I'm definitely you know I'm gonna keep going back out to Alpha Male, and you know get out there with those those bodies that are you know already at that next level, instead of you know staying here at home. And we got a lot of good guys. Don't get me wrong, but. We have very few that are on that next level that's already competed at that next level, you know, that compete at that level every day. And, uh, you know, I just can't quite get in the work here that I can there. So, you know, this is still, I'm still going to use, you know, Mississippi as my home gym. And uh, Alan Belcher is always going to be my home gym. But from now on, you know, every training camp, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to travel for sure. Speaking of Team Alpha Male, you went out there, like you mentioned, and got in some work with, they have high-level featherweights, wrestlers. How was that experience, you know, going out there and, like you said, defending takedowns constantly, you know, with these high-level wrestlers? Oh, man, uh, you know, the, the first few days was rough because, like, I, you know, I've got, I've got great cardio, great conditioning, but these guys, like... I, their next level, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I would feel like I was doing good for a while, and then I would I would start to fade, you know, just even the slightest little bit. If I start to fade just even the little tiny bit, then those guys over there they would take over. And uh, you know, for the first few days, it was hard for me to keep up with them. But you know, after about a week, you know, I got to where you know I could compete with everybody that I was going with, and. You know, I think that's what I need. I, I need guys that are better than me, guys that are beating me up all the time, and you know, people that make me work really, really hard to you know try to get better. And you know, I, I love it. I, I can't wait to go back. During your time out there, you're away from your family. You know, you're kind of isolated away. Was that very helpful for you in this camp? Uh, yeah, man. Like I, I was, I, I was isolated from my family and stuff, and uh, you know, like. For, for me, that sucks. You know, I'm 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 a real big family man. I got three kids. I uh, got a, you know a wife and a son that that live with me, and I get my daughters every other weekend. But uh, you know, just not being able to see them for you know even just that couple weeks, you know, it was, it was hard on me. But uh, you know, I think that in the long run, it's gonna it's gonna make the fight better. You know, because I had to suffer, I had to go through sacrifices, and you know now I get to go out here and make this guy pay for it. I heard that you drove all the way back from California to Mississippi, which takes a couple of days. Why did you not just fly? 
Uh, man, I, I flew out there, but uh, one of my teammates, uh, really, really, he's my striking coach. Uh, his name's Brandon Davis. He drove, uh, he drove from Mississippi to Vegas to watch the Conor Khabib fight. And on the way there, he brought his mountain bikes and he hit every mountain bike trail that he could on the way there. And he drove from Vegas to California to come out and train, hit all the mountain bikes, all, all the mountain bike trails on the way there. Well, uh, you know, I had the plan on flying back on the 20th, but whenever I went to Kelly, I had only booked a one-way flight, you know, so that way if I needed to leave earlier, if I needed to leave later, whatever, you know, that's that's what the plan was. But, uh, you know, when Brandon got there and he had his car, he was like, you know, why don't you just ride back with me instead of buying a plane ticket and we can go hit some mountain bike trails. It's like, oh, well, fuck it, we'll, you know, we'll do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not really much on mountain biking, but... You know, after about day four of, you know, pedaling that bitch up the hill and then riding it downhill, you know, it, it got to where it wasn't so bad. It was actually pretty fun. And, I mean, the cool thing about it, I just rode a damn mountain bike on the ridge of a mountain. You know what I'm saying? Who, who, how many people can say that they got to do that? You know, it was actually, it was really cool because each place you go to hit these trails, they're, they're so, like, out in the middle of nowhere that, you know, before you know it, you're seeing some – beautiful ass sights that you know you would you never would have saw if you didn't get off the main road you know so it, it, it was nice all right your upcoming fight at ufc 230 you're facing jo jordan rinaldi he is a wrestler with a decent submission game what intrigues you about this matchup Ah, uh, i think you know I think that his ground game's good, you know, but uh, what, what I'm excited about is, you know, I, I believe that I can pick him apart on the feet, and I believe that, you know, his defensive wrestling looks really good to me, but his offensive wrestling, I, I feel like I, I've dealt with better wrestlers before, and I feel like if I actually get in there and I try to stop the takedowns instead of just pulling guard, then I believe that, you know, I can stop his takedowns and beat the hell out of him standing up. And, you know, that, that's, that's what I'm going to look to do. I'm going to try to stop every takedown and, you know, pick him apart standing up. Do you see a size advantage for him since he is coming down from lightweight? Uh, no, I don't really see that he's going to have a size advantage. I think, you know, I think he's going to be, if anything, you know, he's going to be feeling like shit in there compared to me because it's it's the first time that he's having to cut to 145. Uh, if he doesn't get it all back, then, you know, he's definitely going to feel like shit. He's going to gas quicker. And, I mean, it, he, he's got the mental strain, you know what I'm saying? He, he's stressing out right now, eating, you know, probably barely anything, uh, probably drinking nothing but water, worried to death that he's going to make the weight. You know what I'm saying? I, I ate two McDoubles this morning and drank a Coke, and, and I guarantee you that I make weight just fine. You know, the UFC has morning weigh-ins. Are those better for you? Ah, yeah, man, I love it. You know, I, I usually make most of my weight the night before, and I save, you know, maybe a pound or two for the next morning. I get up, you know, 6, 7 o'clock that morning, knock off those last couple pounds, and I'll be one of the first people waiting by the door to get weighed in. And then, you know, by 12 o'clock, I'm already rehydrated instead of, you know, Spending half my day in the sauna trying to, you know, lose that last few pounds or whatever. At the last event during the weigh-ins, you had a funny moment. 
with the I think it was a reporter that told you that you could put your pants back on and uh you know take pictures like you needed to be yeah. told that you needed to put your pants back on yeah man nah they tell me go ahead and put my pants back on and take the picture and I, I just asked him was like what you sure you don't want some pictures without them and uh yeah they like, nah man we're good I told him I said I'm a little shrunken right now but I'm not shy you know <laughs> yeah it's good that uh you're in high spirits during your weight cut it shows a lot about you know your conditioning and and your preparations to to get before you get into the fight yeah man uh i've had i've had 35 fights now you know including amateur and pro i've had 35 fights all together so you know if you ain't got the weight cut down by 35 fights then you obviously need to move up a weight class you know i mean that's just, that's just the way it is but uh now I've got it down to a science, man. I make it. I make weight super easy, and I still eat whatever the hell I want. You know, if it ever gets to the point where I have to go on a diet in order to make 155, guess what I'm gonna do? I'm moving my happy ass up to 155 because I ain't going on no diet. Because I don't, I don't eat lettuce and tomatoes and all that shit. I don't eat all the greens. I don't eat all the fruit. I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. And I eat a lot of fried shit. I eat a lot of fast food. You know, but uh, you know, I try to I try to make sure I keep as much supplements in me and try to, you know, substitute all the stuff that I don't eat. But I've I've got to be like the most unathletic athlete you ever meet in your life. You know, I I heard a lot of people talk about it, you know, you got you got some guys out there who are athletes first, fighters second. I I've always been a fighter. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to work like hell to become an athlete. You know, I'm not athletic at all. I can't run fast, can't jump high. If I fucking, you know what I'm saying? If I walk out the out the front door, I might trip over my own feet or something. You know, I, I'm just, that's just the way it is. I had to work real hard at this, but, you know, fighting comes natural. That's just something I love to do. I like to get out there and bang it out, you know, and uh, that's just the way I look at it. I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily an athlete. But uh, I'll fight the hell out of you. <laughs> You're on a three-fight skid right now. What is the mentality going into this fight? Do you feel a sense of urgency? I mean, no, I, don't, I don't really feel a sense of urgency. I don't really feel like I have to win this fight or anything. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going for broke. You know, I, I'm going out here and I'm, I'm making damn sure it don't go to the, a decision because I'm not getting fucked again. You know, I'm... I'm going out here. I'm trying to break my fist on his face, and uh, you know we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens. But I, I believe that you know I'm exciting enough that they're not getting rid of me if I lose this fight because you know I'm going out here, and if I lose, it's gonna be because he had to work his ass off, and you know that's that's just the way it is. Like I, I, I just I'm in a different mind frame right now. I just I feel like if I I go out here and give this motherfucker everything I have for the whole fight, at some point he's going to break. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's what we're going for. I'm going out here, I'm going to break his spirit, I'm going to break everything about him, and if he, if he gives me just an inch, I'm going to take a mile, you know? This is going to be your ninth fight in the UFC. You're only 26 years old. How much have you changed since your debut in late 2015? Oh man, my my stand up has came a f super super long way. 
Um, you know, my jiu-jitsu has gotten a little better. You know, I, I slowly but surely added tools to it. But, I mean, my jiu-jitsu was already solid. Um, my wrestling has came a very, very long way. But, I mean, I know I, I didn't show it in hardly any fights except for the Chaz Skelly fight because, you know, I'm just too too damn comfortable on my back. And I, I'm trying to, you know, trying to get to where, you know, I go to wrestling first, jiu-jitsu second, you know. And uh, if, if I can get to that, then that'll be great. But man, I, I have I've moved mountains since my UFC debut for sure. All right, UFC two thirty November third, Jordan Jordan Rinaldi, New York City. It's gonna be a great fight. You know, whenever you're in the cage, you bring excitement. So everybody's looking forward to it. Thank you for your time, Jason. And then good luck to you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I have a good day and I appreciate your time.